You're listening to the Power of Journaling podcast. Journaling has been scientifically proven to speed healing, increase productivity, reduce stress, anxiety, and depression, and improve creativity. Thank you for joining journaling.com as we explore all things journaling. Hello, everyone. This is Rebecca Kokenderfer with journaling.com. I am so excited about the topic today because I really, really need it. The topic is how to use journaling to help you get in great shape. And the, the truth of it is that I'm having a struggle with my weight lately. And I was thinking, boy, journaling is so powerful. Maybe maybe journaling can help me with that. So I met our next guest. Her name is Michelle Hart, and I met her in a women's bathroom. We were both attending a conference, and we were in the bathroom uh, chatting about journaling because, you know, it's my favorite topic. I'm like a journaling zealot. And Michelle started giving me all these great suggestions and ways of how she uses journaling in her coaching practice and how incredibly powerful she believes it is. So I said to her, I said, oh my gosh, I have to get you onto our show. So you guys are so lucky. I am so lucky. We have Michelle Hart with us today. So she has, for 20 years, she's been helping people get fit and healthy. And it's through her content, her courses, and her one-on-one consulting and coaching. She's worked with the legendary Bob Proctor, uh, helping him create his nutrition plan for his book. Her passion for helping people, it came through in the women's bathroom, and it's going to come through to you. She cured herself of osteoporosis using the power of right diet, rejuvenating detox, and daily routine. So I, I'm so glad that you guys are tuning in today. And Michelle, thank you so much for being with us and giving us your time. Rebecca, I want to say thank you for inviting me on the show. All right, I have a ton of questions for you. But, you know, number one is, why are you so passionate about journaling? Oh, my gosh. Um, basically, can I say this? It saved my life. <laughs> so I don't know how much more powerful that is, but it really did. Um, I had, I was struggling when I was uh, growing up to kind of, I felt like I wasn't fitting in. And I wanted friends. And I felt like... I didn't have any. And so I was really struggling with that. And so I got into all sorts of really bad habits. And uh, like I started smoking when I was 10 and um, I got some friends and then um, which weren't like great friends, but at least I had friends. And then later I wanted a boyfriend. So I started, I starved myself when I was in my teenage years to, because being thin was in and I thought, okay, well I can have a boyfriend if I was thin. So I had all these really bad habits and I was just like, um, a big chaotic mess inside because I was just pleasing everyone else, but really who was I? And I felt quite detached. And so it wasn't until I um, sat down uh, on a beach in uh, Noosa Heads and really went within and went, well, who am I and why am I here? Because I'm here for a reason. It's not an accident. So I started journaling and writing and getting this stuff out of my body, all this chaotic mess. And I started writing it down. And I started to see like my story in my journal and my anxiety went down and I started to get a clear picture of, Oh my gosh, that all happened for a reason. I know exactly what I'm here to do. Journaling is so powerful, isn't it? Uh, it like I said, I, I really believe it saved my life. 
I um, had a problem with bulimia when I was in college. I had mononucleosis my freshman year, and I lost a lot of weight. And unfortunately, I loved it. I loved being really thin and how my hip bones stuck out when I carried my books walking across the campus. But of course, my normal weight came back. My normal healthy weight came back, and I I started hiding cookie dough in the bottom drawer, chocolate chip cookie dough in the bottom drawer of my desk, and I would sneak it, and then I would go and I would throw it up. It was really, it was, yeah, it was really a mess. It took me a long time getting over that. I come from a family where everyone was obese, and so in the back of my mind, part of my you know baggage, we all have it, was that fear that if I'm not super careful, if I'm not really vigilant, I'll be just as fat as they are, I'll become obese. So unfortunately, for a lot of us, this, this weight thing, this health thing is very sensitive, and it's so personal, and it's hard to get past it. You know, what advice do you have for people who are suffering with anorexia, or, or bulimia, or, you know, mental weight issues, you know, self disrespecting our body and feeling really bad about ourselves? Well, the number one thing I want to say to that is your value isn't tied to your waistline. That's the first thing I want to say is really it's loving yourself to be able to treat yourself in a way that's loving to your body. So people come to me because they're overwhelmed because they're overwhelmed because of the society that we live in. And so what I do is I actually create simple and easy ways for, um, you know, individuals to get to their ideal weight. So what does it feel like for them? You know, it's not their neighbor, but what does it feel like for you? What's good for you? Along with feeling strong again and confident and then getting that all day energy back. And not only that, but having fun doing it. Come on, we're way too serious. This is crazy. We need to have a lot more fun. And so with that, what I do is I basically nailed it down to three primary top tips that um, anyone looking at slimming down and getting strong and having much better days need to do. So the first one is they need to have confidence in the right plan. There's so much misinformation out there. It's, it's not even funny. That's what got me into trouble was all this marketing BS. If I can say that it's just wrong and it's not about your health. It's about their pocketbook. So I'm not okay with that. So you've got to find a plan that actually, first of all, works for the long term, which is all about starting with health. And second of all, one that you feel works, so you're in alignment with it. And then thirdly is the one that um, you understand. So if you don't have a plan that you really have faith in and understand, guess what happens? You're going to be following one plan for a short time, then the next one, then the next one. Do you think you're going to have success? No. So you got to find someone, an expert who's been doing this um, a long time that gets results that has a step-by-step plan that you understand. So that's the first thing is you need to have the confidence in the right type of plan, starting with health first. And with that, actually with the journaling, that's where the journaling comes in is when you are on a plan that you believe is going to work and you're decided you want to follow it, that's where the journaling comes in. So you start the day with writing down, like tracking, you've got to track, like you track your sleep, or your energy and your bowel movements and your menstrual cycle if you're a woman and you're menstruating. And then what happens is when you follow the plan that you believe is going to be right for you, then you can kind of kind of like tweak it to your body because really um, it's all about reading your body, but you'll only understand it if you track and see what's kind of working, what's not. So then when you're working with someone like a health coach like myself, I can actually help you navigate 
kind of the tweaks to get you results quicker, faster, without the struggle. Pause there for a second, Michelle, because maybe that is part of why journaling is a good tool for us to use for our our fitness goal or our weight loss goal, because it it slows us down and it shines a flashlight on what we are really doing. Like maybe there's a lot of sneak eating going on, or maybe there's more sugar being consumed, or maybe we're not walking as far as we think we are. But so I suppose journaling is kind of an honesty check too, isn't it? Because that's part of its power is it's that self-discovery and it's mindfulness, but it's also shining a light on not only what, where we are, what we're doing, but how we feel about it. Well, you've just hit my second point, which is why people fall off track and they don't have success is because they're not consistent. And so, so we talked about the confidence and the right plan, but then we need to get look at um, the, third, the second thing, which is consistency. So what happens is people start with their plan to get all motivated and they're all like, rah, 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 let's do this, let's do this. But then what happens is um, they don't, they're not consistent, okay? So when you have a journal... And you, every morning, you know, and ideally at the end of the day, you track so that you are consistent. And what you do is you track the things that make the biggest difference. So for example, um, say you're, you're, so it's step-by-step. Step. So say your coach says, let's, let's start with this step first. Let's start with getting your morning routine worked out so that the rest of the day you're going to be successful because really a good day starts in the morning. So you want to get that morning routine right. And so if you can use a journal first thing in the morning and then track how you want to see the day go. So you've already seen the movie happen before it happens. That's, that's a magic of, of journaling is you get to um, do this sort of thing. And so then when you can track these things, like, like your morning routine, then it keeps, you can actually see where you're falling off track yourself because you're being honest with yourself and also so that you can keep yourself accountable too. And then give this information to the coach. So um, yes, it is like a flashlight. Yeah, hold there for a second, Michelle. I'm totally loving this. Okay, I want to put you on the spot. Okay. Shark tank. <laughs> what, what do you specifically record in your journal and what is your morning routine like? Paint a picture for us if you can. Okay, so for me, um, my goal, because everyone has their own goal, right? So for me, I want to optimize my brain. I want to optimize my body. And I want to, for me, over fi- I'm over 50. So I want to, um, you know, live a long and healthy life. So um, defying aging is really important. So for that, I know my markers uh, are my sleep. Because <laughs> you have a good sleep, everything works. Like, really think about it. It's like being at the spa. You have a good sleep. You wake up, you're like, oh my gosh, I could take on the day. You're also, um, so I track my sleep. I also track my uh, my energy for the day. By, by the way, I think you're so right about the sleep because I notice if I didn't sleep well and I'm tired, I'm craving sugar or caffeine all the rest of the day. And then that just creates that that roller coaster up and down. But a lot of it, it started with, it started with how well I slept the night before. There's a book called... Um, with author T.S. Wiley, and it's called Lights Out, Dying for a Good Sleep. And she documented how, like, she gave the research showing that if you get the required amount of sleep, you have, like, your weight falls off, like, the bad weight falls off. It curbs your craving for those nasty carbohydrates. Depression gets eradicated. Your blood pressure normalizes. Diabetes, you can reverse type 2. 
You can reduce the risk of heart disease and prevent cancer all because of deep quality sleep. So do you think that's important? Yes, it is. Because if you don't, here's what happens, Rebecca. Ready for this one? Yeah, I'm afraid to hear it. You wake up slightly diabetic. You're insulin resistant. And that means that you're going to crave sugars because your your uh, blood sugar's off. And what you do eat is, is going to go right on your love handles. So we have to protect our sleep. And so that's exactly what I teach my clients is a good sleep starts in the morning. These things you're not going to hear out there, but my clients do. And that's, how, that's why they get such results so quickly. And it's easy. It's effortless because they're following what their body should be doing. I just get them back into balance. Yeah, it's so interesting because um, when I was younger, I was such a good sleeper. I could sleep anywhere, anytime. But I've noticed now when I'm getting older, it's a gift. It's like an unsung hero, a good night's sleep. Okay, well, that's the first thing I would tackle with you because if we're not doing that, then nothing's really going to work. So tell me and tell us, what do you personally record in your journal? And... You know, tell us a little bit about what your morning routine is. Okay, so um, I always, well, I journal in the morning. <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's exactly what I do. I wake up and I put my kettle on because I have um, organic black coffee through a French press that I know is going to increase my cognition. It's going to help me stay lean. So I start with that. I never put any calories in. It's just black organic coffee because it's really high in polyphenols. So it's really good as an and its own antioxidant to fight aging. Yeah. And I love it. I love the taste of just black coffee. So you want to stay in a fasted state because then your body has the ability to um, clean up all the old um, worn out cells because it's not eating. People are forgetting that. So the coffee, I'm still in a fasted state. It turns my brain on. It allows me to be lean. I love the flavor. So I'm happy. So as that's, as that's kind of brewing, I actually oil pull because I have two root canals. And I know with root canals, your body is harboring a deep-seated infection all the time. Do you use coconut oil for that? Yeah, I do. Just straight coconut oil. I like to keep things really simple. You put it in your mouth, you swirl it around for a little bit, and then you spit it out? Yeah, just four minutes. That's all you need. And that's how long my coffee takes. So I kind of multitask that way because I like to be very strategic with my morning because we're busy. We're busy people. We're high performers, right? So I swish the oil and then I I spit it out and then I rinse my mouth with just water. By that time, my beautiful, delicious, organic black coffee is ready. Oh no, I treasure this baby. Oh yeah, because it just really sets the stage for me. So, So then I'll enjoy that with alongside my one liter of water. So you need to, you wake up like a prune, you need to be like a grape. So we need to put that one liter of water within two hours of waking up because that's also going to help you with being lean and turning the brain on and give you the, giving you the energy. So I've got my two beverages. And then what I do is I, I, I walk downstairs into my office where my clinic is and I grab my journal and then I open it up and then I record my sleep, how it was. I record my energy, how it is for the day. I record my menstrual cycle because I'm still menstruating. That's important for women to do that. And then I also record my bowel movements. I'm a clinician. Of course, I'm going to do that. I talk poo and pee and all those kind of things. So I record that because I know those are really important markers. What do you write down? Because you're just starting out in the morning. Are you saying, you know, yesterday I went to the bathroom this number of times and it, the consistency was this and that? So people just be a little gross here. What, what do you record about your bowel movements? Exactly what you've described. You think back on the previous day. Yeah, just like the exercise. So I do the bowel movements, how many I had be, like the day before. 
And then I also record the exercise I did. So what, cause I, I, we have to move every day. We have to be strategic with our moving and her movements. Cause really I want a nice shape. And I know when I do certain types of exercises, it's going to give me this shape that I want. And I suppose if you had to write down, um, I didn't exercise yesterday, that's probably not going to feel very good. Yeah. Cause then you can feel it and you go, Oh, that didn't work. Oh, I, I, but I want it to work. So I need to make sure that I, even if it's five or 10 minutes, I keep my word to myself that I did exercise. So it's all about staying in alignment with your integrity, your word to yourself, because nobody wants to, um, you know, not keep their word because it doesn't feel good. So one of the strategies I use is, you know, keep your word to yourself, be in alignment with what you want. And that's what the journaling does. The journaling does that. It keeps you accountable to yourself. Do you buy um, a specific, you know, pre-printed journal for this purpose? Or do you just use a blank journal and you create a page? Like maybe you say Monday, the date, and then you have regular categories that you fill in each day. Again, I like to keep things simple. <laughs> so I just have a book. And quite often I've been giving, I've been given books as gifts, like notebooks that have specific meaning on them. And so the one I'm looking, the one I have right now is called um, Amasala and it's from Tulum, Mexico. And it's actually, um, it's a very special notebook. It's big enough for me, just it's blank. Like the cover is gorgeous, very spiritual. I like that because it makes me feel connected to myself. But when I open it up, it's all blank. And so I just write down the date and then, I just, I keep things so simple, just sleep, energy, bowel movements, menstrual cycle, and then my workout that I did. When you say energy, what do you mean by that? How my energy is for the day. So did I wake up with energy? Because really, I want all day energy. Because I know if I have all day energy, I'm going to be a high performer. So I really protect my energy. So if it's a little bit low, I'll look back the next day and go, oh, that's why, yeah, it was that one glass of red wine last night. That's what kind of lowered a little bit of my energy this morning. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so you learn so much about yourself, but it, or it's like, oh, I didn't have a bowel movement. Ah, I'm sluggish because I didn't. So then you take, like, you can navigate your day to biohack that. Like, for example, if I didn't have a bowel movement, I'd be chowing on vitamin C and magnesium to get things moving or some sauerkraut at night, because I know I'd be backed up and I'm not going to have my energy. I like to feel clean and lean. Do you get on the, do you get on the scale um, in the morning and write that down? Actually, this is the other thing I do. And I'm so glad you asked that. I am super geeky. <laughs> I love the details and nitty gritty. That's probably why I'm a clinician. So I actually have a body composition machine and I record my, all my, I record my, it's not really the weight I'm looking at, but in my, my body fat percentage, my muscle mass, and my organ fat. Those are the three, like there's a score for organ fat because you don't want fatty organs. You have sluggish organs. You're not going to be a healthy human. So I have a certain body fat percentage that I like to be at. I have a certain muscle mass that I like to be at. Weight, I don't care. I don't care about my weight, but I do care about my body fat and my muscle mass. So every single morning, every single morning, I record that. And it keeps me focused and accountable well, I'm not, I don't really need to be accountable because I already am, but it's very focused and I can like tweak what I do to kind of navigate and get it to where I want to go. Yeah, no, I have a body composition machine. Yeah. What about people when you, for example, I had read somewhere that if you get on the scale every day, you, you know, people who weigh every day weigh 17 pounds less. So last January I thought, okay, I'll give it a try. So I got on the scale every day 
And it, you know, the scale kept going up and I kind of tried kind of one eating plan after another. It didn't seem to go down. And I noticed that it was kind of wrecking my day because I would get on the scale and then I would feel shame. I would feel guilt. I would feel fear. And it was coloring the rest of my day. I was starting out in a bad mood. I was having a hard time shaking it. So what do you say for people who, you know, it's not just numbers on the scale. Unfortunately, it triggers a lot of psychological and emotional garbage. Well, here's how it works. It's not about the weight. It's about the the body composition, right? Because you don't want to be carrying extra inflammatory fat mass because fat mass, seriously, it releases cytokines, which are inflammatory markers that if when you're chronically inflaming, good luck trying to get healthy, it's not going to happen. So you've got to reduce the weight to a level that's actually healthy. So it's not really about so much appearance wise, but it's actually your health and heart attack wise. So you, it's not just about appearance, it's about health. So that's where the body composition is so critical because if you've got high organ fat, your organs are sluggish. Good luck being healthy. We need to clear away the extra fat to make room for healthy cells. But you know what? The plan needs to be in a way that does that, though, in a way that's easy. So muscle weighs more than fat. That's why if you start to get into some strength training, you're actually going to balance your blood sugar because your cells are more insulin sensitive and you're going to have a better shape, but you're also going to maybe gain weight. But it's good weight. You're reducing body fat because your body has the ability to handle the carbs in a way that's going to give you energy instead of storing it as fat. I hope that makes sense. But the number one tip that I would give for anybody who wants to um, get into their ideal weight in a way that's healthy is they have to lift. And they don't even have to lift weights. I don't care. Just lift your body. Find a way to do some strength training two times a week if you're just starting out. And if you're already strength training, then three to four times a week. But you can't give that up. No way. That's your longevity organ. We can't forget that. I've heard I've heard really good things about that too. Okay, so I want to repeat this for our listeners. So you wake up in the morning, so they will wake up in the morning, they'll get out their journal, hopefully maybe kind of a, make it a beautiful experience. Write down um, how did you sleep last night? How many hours was it restful? Um, how did you feel when you woke up in the morning? Then you're looking back on the day before and you're recording, you're remembering how many times did I go to the bathroom? Um, you know, what was that like? Um, how much exercise did I do yesterday? And then do you just start recording what it is that you do you leave then the rest of the page blank for you to record what it is that you're eating? Because now, now you, were, you were thinking about the day before, but now do you go into same day? Yeah, so I, I don't record how much exercise. I record the type of exercise. It's really about the type and not so much the amount. Oh. So just say, oh, no, that, that's your missing piece right there. No, no, no. You need to do the right type of exercise to match your health goal. That's where the strategy comes in because it's not about the amount of time you do it. It's really about what you're doing because, yeah, I mean, you could just – 20 minutes in doing weight training or 20 minutes using strength training is all you need two times a week to, to signal to the body to um, build muscle and burn fat. Like that's what keeps you lean and healthy because otherwise you're losing muscle as you age and that's bad. Do you write down everything you eat and how many calories? No. Oh my gosh, no. Oh, no way. And calories, that's another myth. 
We don't record calories. Sorry, that's another marketing thing. Yes, because I was going to ask you, how do you feel about apps like MyFitnessPal? Are you a fan or not a fan? Um, I don't personally use it. So what I do is for my clients, I give them a four steps to creating a healthy meal that puts them into proper blood sugar balance and uh, squashes inflammation because those two are your triggers that you want to get right if you ever want to be slim for life and have strength because your blood sugar needs to be um, stabilized. Because if, if your blood sugar is up and down, so is your mood. And you know what? Good luck trying to lose weight for the long term. You're going to be struggling always. So you got to keep that blood sugar balance. So my four steps to creating healthy meals does that. Do you, do you feel okay? Can you briefly tell us those four steps? Yeah. So step one is you have to choose your protein source. People are forgetting that. They're just carving out all day. Well, that's why their blood sugar is up. Number one, where's your protein source? So I give my clients a list of proteins and how much to have. I never count calories. What a waste of time. Number two, where's your carbs? Carbs aren't bad. We want plants. We need to have a good bowel movement. We need to, I'm sorry, but I have to say this. We need to poo. We have to get rid of the toxins. We have to get rid of all this excess stuff. And so the fiber in the right type of colorful vegetables is going to allow you to have that bowel movement to get rid of all these toxic chemicals and for you to feel clean and lean. So here you have your protein every time you eat, right? And then you add, couple it with some good plants, which are some fibrous vegetables, colorful vegetables. So that's the carbs. And then step three is the fat. Like we, ha- we have to eat fat to feel good. Those are the basis of all hormones. They're, that's what squashes inflammation. I mean, these omega-3 anti-inflammatory fats. So we've got to add in one tablespoon of fat in with your protein and carbohydrates. And then my step four is we've got to add in these superfoods, but not the marketing ones that trying to sell you a hundred dollar bottle. No, the first one is um, we need to have some form of fermented foods, unless you have SIBO. If you have uh, irritable bowel, this this is contraindicated, but if you don't, if you're, if you just want to allow for a good bowel movement a day, Add in the sauerkraut or the kimchi or the, um, the, the kefir or like the coconut kefir if you're dairy intolerant or even like the good yogurt, um, the full fat yogurt. So you want to add in some um, fermented foods to like just once a day, just a little bit to allow for a good bowel movement. And then you want to also add in, so we call those probiotics. And then we want to add in the prebiotics. So these are the type of foods that feed your probiotics, their food for them. And so these are things like artichoke, onions, garlic, uh, leeks, uh, dandelions. These are specific foods that when you have a little bit of them, there's a list that I give my clients, they actually feed the good guys in your body and they dictate your health. They do more than your human cells. These are, these are the good probiotics in your gut, right? So you have the prebiotics, you have the probiotics, which are the fermented foods. Then you get into the broth. If you're, if you eat animal foods, then I would recommend bone broth as much as you can, like even a cup a day or just add it to your soups. The bone broth is like, it's like, it's minerals in the body that help take pain away because when you have pain, you're acidic, you add the minerals in, but in a way that the body understands. So real food, the body understands real food. So if you take bone broth in, you're actually fueling the body with these minerals that just do so much for the body to to squash pain. So you take the bone broth, that's that's the superfood. The other one is sea vegetables. For some reason, we're forgetting that we have vegetables that are in the sea that our body needs as well. We're so concerned about these land vegetables. What about the sea vegetables? They're full of trace minerals, specifically for somebody who has a thyroid issue. We want to add, and I'm not saying take iodine, I'm saying eat the real plant, which is 
the um, nori or the dulse or the kelp, like these are full of trace minerals that turn your thyroid on for you to easily get into that, your ideal weight, because you're fueling the organ that helps with your metabolism. So the sea vegetables are important and just a little bit, add a little bit of dulse to your salad or your soups. Um, so the other one is um, herbs and spices. So these are wild plants. These aren't doctrinated. Like a lot of these, these other, other plants are foods that you can buy in the grocery store. These are like wild plants. And all you need is just a little bit of them. And so like parsley, and which are good for kidneys, or um, oregano, uh, which are actually um, uh, really good for, they're antimicrobial. So they help keep your immune system vigilant. So really good. So you don't stay sick. You don't, you don't get sick. So you have your parsley, your oregano, your basil. Michelle, you, you mean the fresh version of these herbs, fresh parsley, fresh oregano, not the dried versions. I really don't care to just get it in. But if I had a preference, the fresh. Ah, okay. But there are particular ones, particular herbs and spices that you want us to add. Well, I like the parsley because we need that as a diuretic to help with good. So we don't um, hold water. And it's really good for the kidneys, especially those that have um, blood pressure issues or, or pain. The kidneys are really, really good to keep the body alkaline. Um, so you want the parsley, you want the oregano, you want the uh, basil, you want the crushed garlic, um, you want the rosemary. Rosemary is really good for the liver. Um, and you want the uh, tarragon, a little bit of that. So I... I I put a lot of herb every day. Uh, cilantro is really good as a heavy metal detoxer. Uh, don't use cilantro if you have uh, metal fillings. It'll pull the metal out of your fillings and into your bloodstream, and then you're wondering why you're feeling like you're going mental. Oh, that's interesting. Do you have a favorite cookbook that you use that kind of follows this plan? <laughs> if you haven't created one yet, I think you're going to have to. Well, I wrote one. You did? Yeah. It's called The Fit and Healthy Plan. Because I had to get this out because it works so well. So I'm like, I'll have to write a book. So I did. It's called The Fit and Healthy Plan. People, um, your listeners can download it on my website. And it's called The Fit and Healthy Plan, uh, The Healthy um, Diet and Lifestyle Plan Made Easy. Because you know what? I want to address this overwhelm. Like, it's not hard. It is so easy. You've just got to get the right plan, which is why the step one I said to you was, I, sorry, I mentioned to you was have the confidence in the right plan because the plan that I have just makes complete sense. That's one of my favorite journaling prompts is what would this look like if it was easy? Because so many times we overcomplicate things. We make them harder than they need to be. So what would this look like if it was easy? I like your four steps. Oh, thanks. So tell us the website too, because I'm going to include it in the written version of this article. I'll, I'll include a nice link over. But for the people who are listening to the podcast, what is your web address? Again, I like to keep things simple. So it's www.askmichelle.com. It's that easy. So ask me a question. I'm happy to answer it. So A-S-K-M-I-C-H-A-L-E.com. And then they look for your book, The Fit and Healthy um, Plan. Is that an ebook? Is that a print book? So the print book was um, sold out two times over. And so now it's available just as a, as a download because I didn't reprint it. I mean, I can, but I just didn't have a chance. So I'm like, well, I want to have this available to everyone because it's so easy. So I, it's a downloadable ebook. Yeah, I'm going to go in and get it because I think it'll help too because we're hearing your ideas. I think that they make a lot of sense. Um, you know, and then I'd like to see it in writing. I think a lot of our people too, you kind of read through it, you take it in a little deeper. Do you have any favorite 
fitness planners or guided journals that you use at all? Or is it always just a beautiful blank book? Do you have any that you recommend for people? Because I'm, I'm a fan of guided journaling as well. I am a fan of guiding journaling. I, I don't have one. No, I don't. But I just use blank paper and I, I have my clients record what I want them to record and then send it to me. But I don't. And if you have a good one, I'm, I'm open to it. Um, yeah. Well, you know, I have a piece of advice that I can add because this is a topic that's, you know, a big deal for me is that I've been learning as since I'm now the CEO of journaling.com. It's I'm uncovering this whole beautiful world of journaling. And I think one of the best kept secrets out there, it's expressive writing. Because as we're working on our fitness and our weight loss, the idea is that you, if you have an issue that keeps coming up again and again and again, for three days straight, you write about that particular issue. So you, and it only takes 10 to 15 minutes a day, but there are scientific studies proving how powerful it is. For example, Michelle, you're going to love this. If you journal before a surgery or a medical procedure, that group healed faster than the control group who didn't journal. And I think it's because it's a cathartic release. I think it gives us clarity and expressive writing from a physical standpoint. Apparently, we're by thinking analytically about something emotional, we're thinking with the, you know, the analytical side of our brain, it triggers the creative side, and now we're having a whole brain approach to that issue, which is probably why it gives us such clarity and it's such power. So by having a a blank book like this, I can see this expressive writing um, happening again and again and again to clear out the stuff that comes up and to shine a light on it for just three days straight, 10 minutes a day about a particular topic. Um, and then, and I would encourage people to give it a try. It's so valuable. You know, you've just touched upon something that is so important for your listeners that I just want to expand on. And I'm fully on board with what you said. So what I learned from Bob Proctor, I mean, he's Bob Proctor for a reason. Like he's legendary people, millions of people follow him. And what he taught me and, and his, his people is see it, see what you want. So here we are, we have someone coming in for surgery. They're freaking out, right? So they're, they, but the thing is that they'll move away from fear and get into what you want. So get into love. So see it how you want it, be it how you want it, and then become it now. So actually have that feeling of how you want it to look and feel like it's already happened. And so that's where the journaling can come in. It's like, what do I really want this experience to like, what, what's my dream? What do I want this experience to look like? So when they write that down, they already will be that. That is, it, that is. See, that's free. That's the thing is we're being sold so many silly things when all you have to do is pen and paper, write it down. That's not a supplement. That's not anything that costs money. This is you sitting down for 10 minutes creating your life. So I fully am on board. Good job. Yeah. See it, be it, become it. I've also been doing visualizing because I have a skewed body image um, by being raised in a family where everyone was obese. I tend to think that I look the same, even though I don't, but I notice I've been visualizing. I'll be out for a walk. I'll be sitting somewhere and then I'll just visualize myself with my, you know, my call, my, was those, the clavicles uh, sticking out a little bit. And I visualize, I just go through my body of what it would look like and what it would feel like um, when it's if it's thinner and I find myself standing up taller and I you know 
tightening my muscles in a nice way, I'm finding just that visualizing exercise to be very powerful and very helpful. The third step, I'm going to just, again, as a coach, I like to, like, you're right. I'm just going to move you just one more level. You've got one more little missing piece. You, What you said is perfect. I just want you to be it and believe it now and really feel that's me now because otherwise you're separating yourself to your vision. So you've got your vision and like, hang on to it. That's me now. This is me now. And then that kind of person, the last thing they're going to do is open up a bottom drawer and pick out some cookies. No, because that's not what a fit and healthy person does. You know what they do? They go, no, I'm going to have, you know, my herbal tea with stevia and enjoy that because you know what? That is more important than the cookies that I'm going to wear in the next 10 minutes around my waistline. And I was thinking too, just that importance of loving your body, loving who you are right now, because otherwise the habit is to not appreciate and love yourself. And then you lose the weight or you lose the itches and you still don't love yourself because that's what you've been practicing. That's your habit. So I really like that. I think it's so important to create that habit of just loving yourself and appreciating yourself as you are right, right now. And that's the third thing that I wanted to get to, because there's three reasons why I, most aren't slim and strong and confident. The first one is the confidence. They don't have the plan. The second one is the consistency. They keep falling off. And the third one is the courage, the courage to stick with it, get your grit and know that you don't have to do this alone. So that's where the community comes in. So that's why exactly. I I thought, you know, people need to feel like loved because they're not really loving themselves, but they need to be in a, in a, an environment where they're not judged and they are loved. And so that's why I'm building this fit and healthy community. I want to create a movement to go, you know what? I want you to come into this family because there's no judgment. You are all, we're all doing this together so that, you know, we help them cultivate that love because that's how I first started was I never really felt a part of anything. And that's horrible. So, and that's where I fell so off track. So I thought, well, I want to create something where everyone's welcome, vegans, vegetarians, I don't care, carnivores, it doesn't matter. You are part of something bigger than, and then, so that's where this third courage comes in is, is join a community that you feel loved. Then you will, you'll, you'll be so much more successful. So you've got your plan, you've got your coach to keep you on the plan and stay consistent with the journaling. And then you have a community where you feel loved. Isn't that awesome? It is. It's really beautiful, Michelle. Thank you so much for all of your time. This is one of our longer interviews, but it was just so, so meaty. And I think that it's going to touch a spark in a lot of people. Listeners, I hope this has given you value. Um, Be sure to read the article that goes with this. I'm going to put in a lot of links over to um, Michelle's book and everything it is that she offers. Michelle, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much, Rebecca. I really, really enjoyed this. And listeners, aren't we brave? I love that we can take our masks off and just be with each other in total honesty. Listeners, thank you for being with us as once again we're exploring the power of journaling. Thank you for joining us. For more great information on how journaling can improve your life, visit journaling.com and pick up a free copy of our guided journal, 30 Days of Joy.